Hello and welcome to Portraits of Clongos, a podcast series that takes you on a journey into the lives of former pupils of Clongos Wood College. My name is Russell McDermott, and in this podcast series, we will speak with alumni from Clongos to hear their first-hand accounts of the transformative impact this school has had on their lives. Will Sargent and a group of like-minded friends established a company called Frame Store in 1986. Good afternoon, William Sargent. You are our guest to the Memories of Clongos podcast. And I always start with this as the first question. How was Clongos and what are your memories of CWC? My memories of Clongos are very positive. And do I have I forgotten all the things I didn't enjoy or whatever, who knows. But I, I came away from a boarding experience, which people traditionally, you know, say isn't supposed to be great in life. Yeah. And from Clongos, which was amazing. And I had come from South America. So uh, it was a culture shock, never mind, uh, etc. And I'd come from American nuns to Irish Jesuits. So it was quite a different experience. And my first day was, you know, I'm very vivid in my mind still as something that was very intimidating. I was a you know eleven year old kid, you know, mm. and I left, and from that day to this, I adore going back there. I got on my way to go there. I love the reunions, and so yeah, I had a good experience in Columbus. And where were you in South America? Uh, I was raised in Rio de Janeiro. Where? Hmm. Were you so born I used there? to go from Copacabana. I used to go from Copacabana three times a year to uh, to Klein, you know, uh, which is <laughs> well, one, ex- one extreme to the, the other. Story, the reason I asked the story is that the similar. Were you born in Brazil? Well, no, no, I was born in kind of name is the hospital of Stephen. Green. So I was, I was a Dubliner who was taken to Brazil sort of, you know, soon after my birth. So. Right, because I was born there. My father and mother went out oh, there in, there uh, in 58, being in 59, and I was born in Sao Paulo. So I, I still oh, have a Brazilian passport if I want to go to Brazil and my Irish yeah. passport. So we used to go down to Santos, Copacabana, Guarajá, mm. and mm. left there when I was six, six and a half. So I have very clear memories of a fabulous place. I mean, Sao Paulo is only five million there. So it'll give you an idea mm. of how small it was, yeah. Mm. So I'd had yeah, the same yeah. experience being parachuted into Clongos from the English yeah. educational system. So I hear what you're saying. Exactly. And there's exactly. no connect. Why did your parents pick Clongos? Do you know? My father went to Belvedere. So that's obviously a day school. So uh, basically, I was educated in the American system, and I knew who George Washington was and Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I had no idea who De Valera was, or exactly. pounds, shillings, or pence. Which of of course, course, on Pereira, and I bet you know what that cents. was. So yeah, De Valera had no idea, and pounds, shillings, and pence was seemed like a bizarre concept yeah. to me. But my parents decided that my English wasn't great, and that maybe it was time to go back for me to go back to Ireland. They didn't follow, and and so uh, yeah, I, I was sent you know sent back to be an Irishman, and my father was a Belvedere boy. So. Right. He spoke Brazilian Portuguese, obviously. Mm. Yeah. And when I ask you what you think your time in Clongos gave you for life or any disciplines or whether your failures or successes can be attached to that time, is there any thoughts come to mind? Oh, very much. I mean, I've been very lucky in life. I had two very powerful uh, institutions. I had the Jesuits at Clongos and I had Trinity College Dublin, where I am speaking to you from today, mm. uh, on the Provost Council there. And they would, they both were the the foundation of my life and Clongos in particular. I think the Jesuits were very much about developing the person mm. for better or for worse, but what they thought was for better. And we obviously didn't do the national curriculum as the only thing we studied and it wasn't all about the exams. And they taught you to think for yourself and gave you the tools to think for yourself to the extent that, you know, I rejected them on many issues. 
you know, mm-hmm. and and I was, you know, I was intellectually rebellious with them, and that was because of the way they educated me, you know. So they gave me the tools to give them a hard time, and so yeah, I, I became an individual, I think, as a result of my education there. Which who knows whether it would have been different in a different schooling. So so that's a very powerful part of it. I also got a values there because you know I played in the under twelves right through. We had Ollie Byrne Burke, who was you know an all black mm. doctor doing his internship, and so you know we got the all black mentality to rugby, which was alien, obviously, to Ireland in those days. <laughs> And the simplicity and clarity of thinking that came with that. So the sports side of it was very important, actually. People never talk much about that aspect of Clongos. But uh, I know for me and my friends, you know, one guy did uh, canoeing and was national champion. And, you know, there were people who were hurdlers and racers and all that. And that was the beginning of Clongos becoming good at rugby. You know, I mean, unfortunately, we didn't succeed in my time, but soon after we did. So so the totality of the development of the individual, I think, is what I, I, I took away from Clongos, you know. What years were you? there 69 to sorry 68 to 73 okay yeah so you were those rhetoric boys when i showed up in 72 there you go yeah. there you go in okay, one of those six year blocks tell they, us they what built to do that new exactly they built we were quite new to that block where yeah that was trendy our, then. Our own thing. yeah and i did the whole being a prefect in the fifth year you know oh so, yeah. yeah yeah and peter gray and godfrey dini taught me how to debate yeah. i reminded godfrey dini the other day about that he couldn't believe yeah, he did yeah. that. You know, Peter Peter was a good man, and to yeah. this day, you know, I spend I have a lot of contact with Peter, and he's an example of the the the, the values and the the, you know, the people that Godfrey as well. Godfrey was a star rugby player in our yeah. team, you know. Yeah. Um, and we didn't get through rugby because during the match we played against, and I can't remember what it was, either Terran Euro or Belvedere, he broke his arm and he was our star player and he broke his arm and uh, that obviously threw us rather badly as a team, yeah. you know, losing our star um, our star yeah. player, you know. So, yeah, no, good people. And we meet, we have, we have our 50th this year. So That's right, we'll, we'll overlap actually. We'll overlap, Will, because we're yeah. sharing the mass together, I believe. Ah, yeah, we're great. staying in Clain. Where are you guys staying? In the- we're staying in the hotel's name I can't remember Barberstown um, Castle I think that's the one yeah, yeah. that's the one yeah. I mean, yeah. so we're doing the dinner there on the Friday and then we're going to the college on the Saturday night yeah so we see you on Saturday we're in the Marion Hotel Friday night and dinner and clean gotcha. so I'm liaising with Peter you. So and, and it's very funny and talking to Peter a few weeks ago he was only there for three years well you forget that because he yeah, came from months I tell you the funny thing is just to amuse you about the organising of a uh, of a reunion and, and we, I think a lot of us were very focused on making sure that we went to the 50th even if we hadn't gone to the yeah. 45th you know and so he sent us all out today, big long email with all the details and so forth and that. You see, and I wrote back to him within 20 minutes saying, well, look, I'm really sorry. This is the first time in 30 years I'm not going to reunion. See? <laughs> and he wrote back saying, yeah. And he says, my God, that's, that's appalling, William. Like, you know, why? I said, well, I expect I am basically in Paris um, that Saturday watching Ireland beat the All Blacks in the final of the World Cup. <laughs> So, frankly, I'm afraid that the final of the World Cup with Ireland beating the All Blacks is going to take priority over Clongo's 50th reunion. <laughs> and he goes, oh, shit, like, yeah. I should have checked that. And normally, Peter, I see you at the World Cup, so I'm very surprised <laughs> you organized a reunion on the night of the final of the Rugby World yeah. Cup. So, promptly got moved to the following weekend. Correct. Yeah. That's why it's so late in November, uh, late in the autumn, 5th of November 6th, exactly. because the World Cup exactly. takes up six weeks. Excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. You know, I've, I've, I've seen Ireland beaten four times in a row in the quarterfinals, yeah. right? So, frankly, I'm um, you know, I'm planning on being there when we win it, you know? Yeah, I still haven't got over Shizuka. You don't know I mean been losing to Japan? Yeah. Well, my goodness. Anyway, that's tell life, me, isn't it? another uh, day's work. Yeah, <laughs> another podcast. And, and Dev, you've touched upon it a bit, but your memory of your first day, William, you know what I mean? You came from South America, you go to, what, austere place or it's kind of Harry Potter, as somebody said to me? 
place? No, obviously for me it was strange because obviously, you know, it's not, I mean, I'd been to Ireland three or four years before and we came back every three years and that. So I was still, I had one experience of Ireland, you know, that I could remember at that point. So I got dropped off and I forget it in my short trousers in September <laughs> and, and my bags, you know, I, I had two little suitcases, whatever it was and that. And then my parents went off. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they handed me over to whoever they handed me over to. And in those days, you, we, the, whatever we were called, I can't remember, what was my first year called? Our accommodation was a long room with the bed, like a hospital ward. Yes, correct. Like, you know, 30 <laughs> the top beds, open 30 dorm, beds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah open dorm. Right? Yeah, that's right. With, you know, lockers in the middle of that. And yeah. so that was my first time away from home, you mm-hmm. know, in a room with 30 other, you know, young Reprobates, kids who were yeah. equally, equally homesick and, yeah. and, and you know, pretty scared about it all because, you know, I'm sort of left in this strange alien world and 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 you know that's it <laughs> I mean, so it was it was i can vividly remember being disconcerted and uneasy and you know just gosh you know didn't, didn't know anybody uh you know so yeah yeah it was it was yeah it took a while it took you a while in the first year to settle down and get into the grip of it you didn't feel like leaving did you well you know I, obviously, I wasn't the only boy that felt that, you know, and there were kids who cried a lot that night and for the next few weeks. And I, I, I didn't because I sort of bottled it up or whatever. But, you know, it was, a, you know, it was, if you think about it, dropping, you know, young kids who probably had never been away from home yeah. before, you know what I mean? It's very Into that environment. Yeah. There wasn't a cuddly, like, you know, <laughs> today, of course, people be going, you know, cuddly. Let's make sure let's, let's, that's weird. It was like, you know, you were straight into the, you know, it wasn't anybody who was unkind or any of that. It was just like there, there was no awareness of any emotions of what you know a young child was going through you know and yeah. I, don't, I don't criticize them for that because you know there was just that was just you got on with it you know yeah. I feel like the Irish attitude to pets you know pet, pets sorry dogs are not pets dogs sleep outside at night you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> similar and you know, was anyway. a place you, I don't know if you have family but would you have considered Clong as an education if you had sons or have sons as, as a thing you value for family would you recommend people to go there if you had sons or have sons is that somewhere oh yeah I've got a seven year I've got a seven year old so yeah. but my wife and is not the concept is we live in London so the concept of sending our seven year old well, you know 10 year old 11 year old off to uh, Ireland is not something that uh, she would be keen on mm. and but who knows you know it's 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 yeah so I, I've got a seven year old and you know in three four years time I'll be looking at secondary school so the answer is I would certainly recommend it I, you know I've been back many times in that and, and I don't think I would change my opinion if someone asked me you know I'd be supportive of it now would I will I send my currently seven-year-old son there I, I don't know because we live in London and uh, you know my life is in England and my family is in England you know so how soon did you go to England after you left Trinity well I went to Trinity and then I I, I left uh, I went we finished in Trinity in the summer of uh, whatever year it was and then I left on New Year's Day actually yeah. to England so I, I was one of the generation there were no jobs in Ireland you know it was New York or London I think, I think virtually all my class uh, went abroad late 70s we're talking about so um, off I went to uh, you know progress and then try to get a job in another country you know so yeah what you study in trinity yeah. what you read at trinity should they? I, I did um, i was in the faculty of business studies and economics and business yeah. studies right the ess mm. so the four-year program then was it or three years yeah yeah yeah, exactly. yeah. amazing I, I i loved it it's very unique because of the structure of it and so forth and the way people taught us and the people that taught us were amazing because they weren't they were part-timers in, the, in that they had a day job yeah you know 
So it's not unusual to be in an institution, education institution, where the people are actually active in the society for which they're teaching the subject of, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that was the thing with the Jesuits. They were very worldly, you know what I mean? They, were, they weren't they were only about Ireland. I remember the presidential election in America was on, 72, which I think Nixon won, didn't he? Yeah. And we basically, we followed that through week after week, you know? Yeah. Um, there was television and we would follow the speeches. And so we learned about the American sort of democratic structure, you know, by following a, an election over three or four months, you know. Mm. Um, and uh, so the, the Jesuits very much were about teaching us about the world, not about Ireland. Or, or I mean, Ireland, obviously, but we now know Ireland was a very troubled place when I was in college, you know, yeah. school, sorry, yeah. which we were unaware of, sadly, at the time, you know. Yeah, we were very unaware of that. I mean, there's a certain yeah. cocoon element of being down there, but we were unaware. But they did their best to kind of give us a more amplified view of things, if they could. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. With the opportunity to listen to the yeah. world. Yeah. 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 And if I yeah. asked you of the piece of music, Will, that uh, takes you back there. Oh, Ron Stewart, Maggie May, which is 1971. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any Van Morrison track, but but Ron Stewart with, with Maggie May was a huge. That was until until he met uh, Britt Eklund. You know what I mean? And actually moved moved to Ireland. You remember they moved That's to right, Ireland for yeah. tax reasons. Yeah, uh, he she she ruined them, and from then on he wasn't the the singer that I loved and so forth. So yeah, I loved Rod Stewart, and I sneaked out from from school one night with a classmate of mine, Frank Schaefer, to see BB oh, King Frank play. Frank Schaefer, the long hair. I remember Frank? Yeah, yeah. I played so soccer he, with he his brother Andy. Heard yeah. of B. B. King. So oh, basically, well. he knew who BB King was, and BB King performed in Dublin. Yeah. And so we sneaked out. We sneaked out of school, actually, and off we went to see um, to see BB King in Dublin. And because I was a I, because I was the head prefect, I had a key to the to the, <laughs> um, to the building. Yeah. And so off we went and saw BB King and came back and what a midnight or whatever it is and sneaked back in. You know, that's so very radical. It was actually. Yeah, we we did we did some things that you know who knows what what's the Jesuits obviously knew more than they let on. Yeah, is my assumption. You know? And hopefully, your the statute of limitations covers you here for your your family. Exactly, you, know, exactly. you can discuss it. And of course, those and those of us who have had kids since then, like you know, what I mean, would like be like you can't do that. And you go, hang on a second, I was actually in the same position, <laughs> like you know, when I was that age, you know, so yeah. uh, you know, all that. You can't possibly tell your kids what you did when yeah. you were their age. You know? Yeah. So what happened to Frank? Is he? Go back to the States or what? He's American, was he? Someone told me he was in London um, and we hadn't seen him at the reunion. He was a musician. I think he became yeah, a, he was a musician, musician yeah. subsequently. Um, and But I haven't seen him since I left um, school. But I remember he was, we had a band or he had a band. Yeah. Of which he obviously was a guitarist and uh, John Fogarty was another one. And I can't remember who the other members of, there was, but there was a, you know, rock band in our year which performed and so forth. They, they were the guys. They all had long hair, you know. Yeah. Because uh, the sound engineers here were, were wondering whether you're Will Sargent of Echo of the Bunny Med. They were getting very excited. Well, they are, yeah. <laughs> so no, I, had to explain, I, exactly I didn't think so. About. Yeah, no, I know who they're talking about. But no, I was in the music business and that's what I did for yeah. many years yeah. and did all the sound. I did all the sound um, with people who toured around Ireland, you know, so the, I, I, I toured with the Chieftains many times wow. and uh, did Lizzie and, uh, you know, People like Don Williams, big country yeah. western singer, and uh, a solo tour with uh, Cliff Richard, who performed uh, with a with a uh, guitar. Just you know, he was doing his religious tour, which oh, he used right. to do on his own with a guitar, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, no, I I had a lot of involvement and lo- love of the music industry, you know. Yeah, exactly. Please ask about Frank Schaefer. I went to UCD. Obviously, she was uh, being on the mm. Trinity board. 
but uh, I played talk with a guy called Andy Schaefer, and I said he was American. And I said you couldn't be a Schaefer with a brother, and it was it was Frank's younger oh. brother who never went to Clongos. He was sent over. Uh, right. and so I thought it was ironic. It made me laugh how were how small the world was. You know, you beat yeah, an American UCD is Frank's brother. Yeah, um, if you're an Irishman and you travel the world, you know that the world's a very small. Yeah, place. very small place. Yeah, very small. And if you to sum up your Clongos experience in a phrase or a word, mm. will what would that sound like? Oh. Oh, uh, gosh, one word. Oh, um, phrase, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Let me think. Um, satisfying is not the right word. Developmental, powerful, uh, enjoyable, challenging. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good experience. More positive than negative, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Positive, I mean. There were negatives, but I, I, life has got negatives in it. You know, I mean, I, I, I came away feeling good about myself and feeling good about the world and feeling good about the education I had and where I had it. Well, Sir William Sargent, I want to thank you for your time and thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you for your time as well. Thank you.